It's Jar 57. 57. We're stealing everybody's lines. That's a good line. First roll tide. Yeah. Now the fuck's sake, no way, guy. Yeah. (laughs) I can't think of any other one. There's nothing else. Emotional damage. (laughs) (laughs) How did I know that was coming? Kirk Mahamut. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. You guys ready to strap into a writing type thing? What Mm -hmm. if I said that I wasn't? I don't know. I feel like then we'd probably stop. I'm a little queasy. We try and talk you into it. I had a bad gas station burrito for breakfast. <laughs> I had two really good ones for lunch. Real good. I don't usually do that, but Great. since I'm in Coeur d'Alene a well, few times a week. When the ride goes upside down, your puke will hit my puke. A perfect <laughs> oh, storm. Good of, lord. A perfect vomit hurricane. Ball. A vomit cane? A vomit cane. A yin yang vomit cane. A vomit NATO. <laughs> vomit NATO. There's too much moisture involved for it to be a NATO, though. It has to be a hurricane, right? I think so. It's vomits, a vomit vomits cane. only come in hurricanes. When they <laughs> You're just thrown off by this. <laughs> no, the visual. Yeah, it's just, you know, upside down. Both of you guys are vomiting. I'm yeah. the one that's going to get that. <laughs> In the face, true. Although we're going through it, it's like the, 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 the corkscrew motion of the ride will lend a bit of centrifugal force. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, when you're you're going upside down, you're usually leaning to one side. You're going really fast. You're pushed against the back of the seat. You can't dodge the vomit that's about to hit you in the face. And mm. all you can do is close your mouth and close your eyes and hope that it misses you. And pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amara, Too sacrifices right. must be made in the name of science. That's, all. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we have the Large Hadron Collider and we have the, the pukey corkscrew vomit NATO. Vomit NATO in Amara's face. I say corkscrew and I want to go to Silverwood. You should go to Silverwood before the end of the summer. Doll garnet. Summer's ticking down, dude. I know. I think the, the guys on Kenya don't want to go there too. So we should we should all let's, go as a big group. That's also a perfect storm. Be family. Yeah. yeah. That'd the be a lot. Kenya don't guys and the the, the, scat, the, cast the scat, cast. scat cast folks just. I think it'd be fun. See okay. what happens. Let's go. Be a lot of vomit, and probably other things. Probably other kinds of fluids. Yeah. Less fluids than what? My wife's like, why, like why is it always got to go there? Around here. <laughs> She's just like, we talked about all these lovely things that we were going to speak on during the podcast. And now we're talking and we about opened body it fluid. with vomit. <laughs> no temperance whatsoever. Uh, well, let's talk about, we have a bunch of things that we thought we'd talk about today, but we kind of wanted to keep it a little bit light. Yes. I think, I don't know. But one of the things I thought about was just weird shit you've seen in public over the course of your life. Mm-hmm. Seen not, some weird shit. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up shit because the thing that thought, that made me think of it today, and it I'm, just I love stories that start this way. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. I for have one cast. specific one that I would love to actually. I'd love to share. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Two. Well, then that's two. Coincidentally, the number for shit. Yeah, that is, and a it big does have two. to do. By the way, hey, hey. spoiler alert: it's about poop. I'm a prophet. Well, I guess Honestly. this is the poop show. <laughs> Last week was dreams. This is week's poop. This is like poop show volume three <laughs> at, at this point. <laughs> this is poop show uh, week eighty. This is, is a poop on. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I may have even told the story, so you'll have to stop me, guys, if you've heard this yeah. one. No one's going to stop I was working at a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, and I was just out of high school or right before I ended high school. And it's a real simple story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much setup. There was an employee who worked for us, uh, and, you know, and she was there for, like, special reasons. She didn't get to work there all the time and stuff. There was mental stuff there or whatever. Um <laughs> But I can see the ingredients yeah. coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> so we're just in the back. And I worked with all my friends. Like my best friend at the time, and still is one of my brothers, is uh, 
worked there and his girlfriend worked there and <laughs> we're just in the back and all of a sudden it's like there's a poop <laughs> on, in the in the dining room words words you expect to hear from a toddler but not a grown person in the workplace there's a poop there's a poop, there's a poop. uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> Dude, and that's that's what it was too every parent knows that right there it was, it was kind of an innocent thing and it wasn't really the person. It's like the person you're like, okay, the door was locked for the bathroom, and they're like, uh oh, and they just pooped. <laughs> but the fact, the way that everybody reacted in the lobby and stuff was just, and there's no really was way there to. Was there people in the lobby yeah. when she pooped? Yeah, it was a busy like lunchtime rush thing. I think I probably would have been like, why is this happening right here? Yeah. Oh, she pooped in the lobby. In the lobby while people were, were working. Oh. And, or eating. Oh, at a Wendy's. Oh, <laughs> of course it was at a fucking Wendy's. I always bring up Wendy's for this. There's oh, all sorts no. of scat cast. Poor Wendy's been through some shit over the years. Yeah, Uh-oh. when I worked there, I was like, yeah. But it was just like, and people were. I mean, it was as if you know, some violent thing happened. It was very strange. It was almost. It wasn't panic. Nobody was like, ah! but it was just that one level below that mm. where it cleared out fast. They're like, if we smell it, we'll die. <laughs> the poop is lava. It's like, listen, I stopped here for a quick yeah. bite to eat <laughs> and I'm not filling out a police report based right. entirely around somebody doing the dookie mm. in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> but it was one of the more interesting things. I and stopped it was... here for a frosty. Yeah. Not getting the frosty now. <laughs> Funny enough, when you turn the frosty over, nothing comes out. But when you turn her over... <laughs> it was so frosty. It was... Uh, Did yeah. not pass the frosty challenge. I felt bad because it was obviously like a, a fucked up situation and but the the way people reacted, you, I guess. What I would, do you do though? You don't What's shove the, people out of your way to get out. Like <laughs> it's like they pooped okay. in the pool, get out of sure. the pool. Sure. They pooped in the Wendy's, got the winners. But Cover like, the nuggets. That's at least that's at least an understandable <laughs> visceral reaction to have. But what's the? I think you broke your wife. <laughs> She's picturing somebody like jumping over the nuggets, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They took, distortion, just like no. They take seven minutes to prepare. <laughs> just the the collateral splashback uh-huh. is. Just, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, in your mind, Zach? What's the best case scenario reaction for that? Like, what if you were the if you were the stud, you were the. The knight in shining armor in that our manager situation. i was a teenager so i'm like whoa you know <laughs> so i wasn't helpful but the, our manager at the time actually handled it really well i mean he, he was actually stud about it so he comforted the pooper yes and, uh, he did and got them back behind the counter where they belong uh into the just where everyone that was dining there wanted to see them right right yeah, right yeah. just right, like the right the behind the counter like, <laughs> right next to the those square burgers Closer that we all love the food yeah yep. perfect well he got her out of there and then yeah quick clean up and you know, a bunch of gift certificates to everybody that Damn. stayed. And shit. But it was, yeah, I felt bad. It was a weird situation. It was <laughs> He's a weird just walking situation. around. Thanks for not calling the news. Thanks for not calling the news. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Happens all the time. Uh, thank you. Here's, here's, here's another one. Sorry yeah. about last month. Here's another. No, I don't know. But I always thought that was a, a weird moment that I'll never forget. And it just came up in my mind earlier. And I was like, I wonder if you guys have stories. Have you ever seen anybody poop in a. Poop is such a funny movie? subject because everybody gets so. A childish and B squeamish about it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like, oh, poop. <laughs> but everybody poops. But everybody poops. Mm-hmm. And I had a, it wasn't quite that drastic, 
and it wasn't necessarily in public, but this I, ha- I ran a shuttle crew for a car rental company for moving cars from location to location. Mm-hmm. And they were all like on-call, semi-retired elderly people, mm-hmm. right? And this little fella that worked for me. Little fella. He was a little fella. If you saw him, he was the epitome of that title. He was just mm-hmm. a little fella. And uh, he came up to me in the office and like right up to me and was just like, Shaden. I I gotta go home and I was like dude you can't go home like we were about to go on a run and he's like no I have to go and I was like what's wrong are you okay and he's like I just shit my pants (laughs) I was like good reason I was like you like you actually shit he's like like a whole like yeah all of all of my I'm no recovery (laughs) not recovering from this and then like and then I smelled it like I was like the evidence was clear he's trying to stick his ass as far away from me as possible he's like I'm trying to keep it out the door I'm like all right, buddy. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh. I was like, no, I can just change and come back. It's like, no, yeah. poopy butt. You stay like, home. And, like, I went into the bathroom, and, like, it was very clear that he had tried to remedy the situation, oh, you know. Made it worse. Own, and, like, the bathroom was just a danger zone oh, for no. the rest of the day. Oh, that one turned my everybody stomach Everybody else on the crew is asking me, you know, like, what's going on with the bathroom? And I'm like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I was, like, I was under renovation. <laughs> I was like, I had a hard time with dinner from last night. It's no big deal, you know. <laughs> like, Shaden, you shit on the fan. Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I took a bit of the rap for him, but man, nice. I was just like, so another one of those situations where it's like, it's not his fault, you know. Like I felt bad. Sometimes but also, the sphincter. But also, <laughs> ew. Yeah, actually, now I have three that I can tell. All right, lay all poop related. Lay them on us. We need really. more poop stories. If ever we needed anything on Jar, it was. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Should I go in chronological order? Or? No. Okay, so I think you should alphabetize it. <laughs> give us a give us an intro, a climax, and an outro. Employ the Dewey Decimal System. All right, now. so I'm going to go with the most recent. And um, for those for our listeners who are unaware, I used to work for a company. Uh, for GE, General Electric, Mm -hmm. and I worked in their asset management department, and... um, uh, You handled the booby cubes. uh, I handled all the booby (laughs) cubes. Um, But basically, um, I was a uh, commercial property manager, so I ended up getting a phone call, and it was really interesting, because when it comes to poop, people don't really know what to say. I think they get so flabbergasted around it. They're not exactly sure how. That is a sacred private act. It is interesting. (laughs) So I get a phone call from um, from one of our tenants in this building in San Francisco, and they wanted to let me know that there was an incident in the hall. Oh. And the word they used was incident. It's a euphemistic way to put it. Yeah, so I said, (laughs) okay, um, so can you describe the incident to me so I know who to call, basically, to fix it? And they said, well... It's a dookie incident. (laughs) It was a fecal matter (laughs) malfunction. The woman said, well, the incident involves a body function. And so I'm immediately (laughs) thinking, like, you know, did somebody puke, you know? Who got stabbed? Right. (laughs) And and I said, okay. Uh, She said, of a biological nature. Oh, boy. And I went, oh. Getting warmer. All right. So <laughs> you can thank do you. It. you can do We're going to go ahead and handle this. And I wrote up the thing. Did you just say poop? It's <laughs> a called, real little word. I called janitorial. And I said, there is, there's an incident in this one sector of this building. You just telephoned it on down the I line. Did, well, that's what I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to. That's why we have janitorial. Right. So anyways, I, um, I, I let him know that we have an incident in this sector of this hall. Um, and it's a biological incident. <laughs> Ten minutes later, from way off in the distance, you hear, 
shit. <laughs> That's what he meant. That's what she meant to say was that. No, so what I got shortly thereafter was a phone call with this was dudes so I had we had the two men that in janitorial we had a bunch of men but these two men in janitorial they were a father and son mm-hmm. um, and the son calls and I pick up the phone I answer it and all he's doing is just going ha <laughs> and then he hung up the phone and I went what the fuck is going on and then through my cell phone I get a text and it's this little turd <laughs> on the on the floor, on the ground, in the hall. Oh, I think I told you, you this story. He sent me a picture <laughs> of this turd. That's fair. In the hall. That she could okay. have picked up with like a little napkin and just thrown away. Exactly. Well, yeah, but I don't blame her for not wanting <laughs> sure. to pick it up. The thing is, the thing, why this was so funny, that there was a turd in this concrete hall that's empty, devoid of doors. It just gets you from one side of this massive building to the other. And there was a whole maze of them back there. Yeah. The thing that was so funny about it is we were uh, a very secure building. Um, because of our tenants, we had to be very secure. Right. People didn't just come in off the street. Uh, they did to come into my office, yes, they but did. that was it. <sighs> and so uh, anybody who was in that back hall worked in that building. <laughs> so the funny thing was- and the hunt is on. There yeah. was a suit. There was a business suit and briefcase involved in this poop. <laughs> Almost 100%. How did you determine? Oh, because of Because the, that's the, the only yeah. people that would have been there. Driving a Tesla, mm-hmm. you know, somebody dropped trow in the hall and pooped. Okay, so there was that incident and it went, I mean, that, he made like little, he, he took his picture and he zero, Xeroxed it off and he stuck them up everywhere. Wanted made, who did this? He made that's, like that's these. That's literal shit posting. He, he made these little inner office memes before memes were really yes. a thing. So that, that was Brilliant. story. That was the, the chillest. We stand story. on the shoulders of giants. Okay, did you ever so, find the culprit? No, no, no one would admit of to that. Imagine not. how that happened, though. I would have made that my life's mission. I'm like, I'm going to find out. Who, oh, there were so who, many. I have so many fucking is. stories. <laughs> you have a couple culprits that you think are probably, or like I some suspects. I didn't even. But know. imagine the scenario of how that you? happened. Was it you? It was totally me. I, I, knew I, pooped, it. I pooped in the hall. <laughs> I, knew it. But I, mean, I couldn't hold it. I just, I just, yeah, pooped in the sometimes hall. Sometimes nature calls <laughs> aggressively. It does. There's no stopping it. <clears throat> well, that leads into my next story. Okay. So, again, same city, <clears throat> walking to work. I uh, got off the train and I'm heading to work. And I see poop all the time, right? In San Francisco. This is yeah. in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, it's, it, there's, there's human, it really is. It's not a joke. It, it really isn't. Now, I don't know what it's like. I mean, it's like funny. Now. And you can I'm laugh. I'm a little mystified. Insane. I mean, I'm, there's poop all over the place. A lot of people don't think oh. it's true, but yeah. there's human feces. There's shit everywhere and pee and stuff. Oh, so, as it. I'm walking, I have to dodge the little poops. And we had this inside joke, Zach and I did, about how they needed to create the poop app. Yeah. Well, they did. There did they create it. a poop app? Mm-hmm. They did. Mm-hmm. It was about time. What do so, you mean, like ways, except for mm-hmm. for poops? It's like, watch Avoiding out. There's, poops. there's human yeah. excrement there's the, on this there path. There were people poops? People poops. Yeah, all Human them. shit. <laughs> yeah, on the sidewalk. I mean, there's maybe a couple dog poops. I, okay, so, I hate humans so much. <laughs> it's it's so, such a beautiful city. And it's like, it is a beautiful is a weird city, except you have to step aesthetic. over poops. So, And it was a daily thing. Yeah, and that's <clears> what I mean. It's not a joke. A lot of people are like, oh, that's so funny, San Francisco. No, no. It's like, no, it's been that no, way for... 
I over don't a decade know how long. at least. The whole time we were there. This was in <laughs> 20... It's only gotten worse. 20... Yeah. Shittier, you might 14. Say. I think it was in 2014 that this... Uh, the, the poop incident happened, and then this secondary poop incident happened also in 2014. Um, San Francisco listeners, let us know if, right. if well, things I have was, changed. I was walking um, away from the train station, and I was heading to... I used to work right on the corner of Embarcadero and Broadway. I love the Embarcadero. Uh, so Such beautiful. Cool but it, when you're stepping around poops. It's, yeah, so it's different now. I, I, was, I was reaching my building, and I was at the... Basically, I was at the north east corner of my building and as you could go either down the street or you could go along the side of the building and there was a door like a doorway right there kind of like a, a, a door well I don't know what you want to call that an entrance mm-hmm. um, but it was always locked and it went into the janitorial area and I saw this woman in a very strange posture um, she looked like a, a you know she's a suit mm-hmm. but she was in this really like hunched over posture and I thought she was getting ready to puke But she wasn't. Um, She had her dress hiked up, and she was shitting on the wall. (laughs) On the wall? On the wall. I feel like that takes talent. She had, obviously... Was she getting it partway out and writing her name? No, no. This was was like... Kind of like spray. Oh, she was painting the wall. Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. she was yeah. shitting on the wall. Um, that was the weirdest. Yikes. So she couldn't help that it. Was it was going to just be spraying. It. I don't know. She was trying to hide it, but she, she was just, just spraying it on the alcove. wall. She's like, well, this will have to do. <laughs> There's no stopping this shit. <laughs> there was like little shrubs around. I mean, and she didn't do that. She's she like, was, I like shrubs. I don't want to shit on shrubs. I have never. Okay, so if I've got the shits, the last thing I'm going to want to do is just lock my knees and bend over at the waist and shit on the wall. That doesn't sound very. No. Natural, no, you take the vomit posture and poop. That's a very weird thing. That might yeah. be how NPCs poop. Is that how NPCs poop? Maybe? I don't know, but she was shitting they on the fucking brick waist wall. at a ninety degree. Angle. <laughs> yeah, imagine that's how they eat. Their head hinges like, off like that. Like, like, yeah. They put, they just set things in like, their mouth and she like was Terrence and She was seriously yeah. just she was just shitting on the wall. It was on the brick wall. It was a very weird, and I didn't know what and to you're say. You're watching that. I, we made eye contact. See, I didn't see and my story. And she didn't story. care. I, I just saw like one second. We later, made eye contact. And I was like, "Hey, how's it going? Did you try that new, f-? you know?" She didn't talk to me, but we—it's like it I wouldn't was, have talked to you either, honestly. I'm walking by, <laughs> no. and, I, and I'm sure my eyes were like, "What the fuck?" It's a—it's you have two options when you're hinged over, shitting against the wall. Yeah. And do someone, you make eye? Do you someone, hold eye contact? And someone meets your eye contact. You have two options. You can either commit, <laughs> which she did, <laughs> or you There's can no stop it. or you can display your shame. <laughs> no, she committed. My yeah. bad. She committed with a very vacant, like it's out. Look, as if nothing was going no on. No big deal. No big deal. MBD just shitting on the wall. So, okay, so story number three. This one is going to... This gonna, is the tertiary poop This, this is my... Le- well, I've got a bunch more, but this is the other one that's it's pretty bad. So, I'm going to take us all the way back to 1996, 95. Okay, somewhere in there. I was uh, working in a long-term care facility... Pearl and Jam was on the radio. I was, she was wearing MC Hammer pants. No, I was, I was uh, basically nursing, and I was working in a long-term care facility. I, I wasn't nursing. I was, anyways. So I was working in this place, and I was working with uh, a lot of Alzheimer's patients um, and individuals with uh, dementia and that sort of thing on the third floor. Well, they had me scheduled because we lost one of the people. They had me scheduled on the main floor, which is long-term folks, um, elderly, cancer patients, children, 
I don't like know, where this is going at all. People that had to be there for long periods of time, they required more than like six months of care. I'm already sad. And eventually you have to poop. So, <laughs> yeah, and you know, you one of that. my patients was an elderly woman. She was so sweet. Uh, and I looked at her chart and she had she hadn't had a BM, a bowel movement for about eight days. So Yikes. when I looked at the chart, I knew that they had given her a laxative. Um, so when that happens, you're prepared. That day is going to be the day, you know, the day after that. And if it's not, you have to mark it down. And, you know, anyways. Mm -hmm. So I knew that today's probably going to be the day. And I, her name was Marguerite. Very sweet lady. So I walk into sweet her room. Marguerite. And she's sitting on the edge of her bed. And she's not very mobile, which I was surprised. Because she got herself into up into kind of a slouch sitting position. And so I helped her. She said, I, I, I need to use the bathroom. And, you know, ding, I know what's going to happen here. I'm going to mark that on your little Yes, list. I'm going to mark it on her chart. So I take her to the bathroom. And I get her in there. And uh, she's in such a hurry. She's going, oh, I got to go. I got to go. So the panic is setting in. And I'm not sure. She's not a dementia patient. So her panic is legit. You know, she's probably really got to go. So uh -oh. I didn't. I, uh oh, I didn't have time to put the the the. Roll tide. I didn't have the, a chance to put the gate belt on and all of that. I was just like trying to shuffle her into the bathroom because she's in a panic, right? Mm -hmm. So I get her in there. She's holding on to the handles. She's facing the toilet, and I don't want her legs to buckle. So I'm trying to help her off with her clothes and get her clothes pulled off and her pants pulled down and everything and. And then I have to help shift her hips, pivot her, and sit her on the toilet. Did right? you guys look at each other in the eyes? No. And both go, uh -oh. All I all I see is <laughs> all I see is her back, and 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 I pulled her pants down. I said, "I'm sorry, we're good. I'm hurrying." Pants come down, <clears throat> and as soon as I got her pants down, they kind of stuck a little bit, and I squatted down to get her pants further down. Oh, I don't like where this is going. And then she went. Oh no! <laughs> uh oh, what? But it was a, it was. Oh no! And she let loose, and I was literally eye level with her ass. Nice. And Shit it storm. hit me right in the face. Oh. It was the worst. Uh, I wow. I told you that story. Yeah, I know. It was it was <laughs> oh, the God. worst. Shit right in the face. So when you talked about vomit on, Ugh. I know what that feels like Ugh. when <laughs> pasty matter hits you right in the face. Pasty and matter. It was, Viscous material. <laughs> I had to go. I had to change my scrubs. I had to shower. I mean, I was just, I was obliterated. Did you do like the... the Hunker in a ball in the hot shadow and wire <laughs> I brush felt like as it. you cried. I felt like it, but <laughs> she felt, <laughs> as <laughs> her nurse, she felt so bad. Yeah, I'm sure. All I could do was like take three fingers and like swipe my eyes oh, so crikey. I could open my eyes Pink and eye. try and get it, you know, off my face, like squeegee it with my fingers. You're like, thank you for double pink eye. <laughs> uh, so basically, I said, oh, that's okay. You're not the first. She was. And yeah, she's yeah. been the only. Yeah. Uh, well, aside from the children. Well, we but just that's determined thing. two things from that? that story. The two things are that number one, let it never be said that Mrs. Scriptkeeper is not good in a crisis. Right. <laughs> and number two, what She's a fucking around. saint. <laughs> I know. If you can take full on eight day awful. stockpiled shit straight oh. to the grill, what is and, going and on then, with our and show And then today. immediately say, it's okay. <laughs> That's not an appropriate response. It's but, not the but first time. Admirable. It's not the first. <laughs> 
so what is going on with the I took, ride shit. Today? I took the towel and I had to wipe my face a bit and wipe and so I could get her pivoted with shit all over me and I was trying not to get it on her so she could finish and she started kind of getting the mission even she got teary and I felt bad for her. I was like oh but isn't I said something I made a joke about it but is but isn't it a good look you know <laughs> I can't remember what I said um, I think it really brings out the brown in my eyes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> something like that I hit the button had a replacement come in and Yikes. I went but I had to work the rest of my shift too and I'll tell you this right now when it comes to eight-day-old shit that's just been baking in there, <laughs> it's percolating, and it's it's then released with a laxative, the smell uh, doesn't like uh, to leave. Uh, it's kind of like being just, in the room with a dead body. This just that in, smell we lost just kind of eighteen <laughs> Patreon subscribers. Yeah, Everybody's gone. <laughs> Be like, you know, I really like jar until <laughs> until episode fifty-seven. It's really hard to get the smell off. Okay, that's that is, it. That's, you wanted to talk about visceral. weird. <laughs> shit that happens to you and stuff that happened in public I had three poop stories that I wanted to share I have like 30 of them you know but the number 57 is generally thought to be connected to ketchup yeah uh, it's 57 was that because of 57 ingredients? Is that why? I have no Side fucking bar. idea. I, have no okay. idea. I grossed cool. you both out. I but love the looks on your yeah. face. <laughs> the, the poop episode you guys, is, you guys are both like it's a feat. You you guys are both like, can we get away from this? Let's yeah, talk about cool. ketchup. Your, your story had me like, it, I was in there. I saw it. I was in the hallway. I, I walked it. in the room mm-hmm. with you. I I'm wiping the smell. it off the tip of my nose right now. Yeah. In my when mind. You, when I looked at you as you pulled both fingers off you know, your eyes. Squeegee, my, squeegee. My eyebrows are weirdly itchy right now. <laughs> I don't have an explanation for that. What is? What do you think, guys? Uh, what do you think? Icky. Am I kicked off the island? Yes. No. Out you're, forever. you're probably cemented for eternity. No, you're valuable. Time. Yeah. The crisis situation, yeah. especially of a number two. Because now I know, persuasion. now I know with as much as you love me, if I ever accidentally shit in your face, you'll still continue. <laughs> I'll just say, that's okay. That's okay. As you know, it has as you know not you're not the first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nostalgia? Huh? Huh? <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Man. Well, I have a... I have a shit story that doesn't top any of that, but it was <laughs> it was very funny because um, it didn't get on me. But mm-hmm. uh, I was staying in a hotel. It was a Holiday Inn, not that it matters, but it was with my parents, and they had only been married for I don't know a couple years at this point, and <laughs> the hotel bathroom's toilet was clogged; mm-hmm. it wasn't flushing, and there was no plunger in there so mm-hmm. I was just like fuck uh oh yeah. <laughs> so I came out closed the door informed them of the situation I was like I'm gonna go down to the front desk and I'll ask them for a plunger like I'll handle it I don't need anybody to handle my problem that I created I'll mm-hmm. just I just need the tool so Although I, things are oh it was your table. poop that plugged it the was toilet. my poop yeah I, was I thought the, you went to the hotel and the toilet was already oh no plugged. no I did it oh you did it okay <laughs> yeah. so there's a timetable going on here where okay. it's like filling up right yeah 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 so, so you're, like, you're like let I'm, me just take the elevator down and see if they have the continental <laughs> breakfast usually, yeah I'll see if I can grab no, a bite I took the stairs three at a time some of the water up and throw it in the tub no no because there's poop in there there's poop in there this show is not okay for lunchtime for as you could tell. I've had children that have plugged the toilet before. So I went, I, tell. I went booking it like down the stairs three at a time, uh, down three floors to the lobby, went to the front desk, and I was like, hey, excuse me, sorry, uh, I have an issue with the toilet, I just need a plunger. Mm-hmm. Do you have a plunger? 
And they were like, uh, yeah, hang on a sec. So they disappear for an indeterminate amount of time. They return with like a bucket, like a red bucket with a plunger in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you very much. And I go, I'm winded from hoofing it down the stairs. And I'm like, well, fate's already been sealed. So I decided to take the elevator back up. Right. So I'm in the elevator, you know, <laughs> and I start smelling not elevator smells. Oh no. And, and I'm sitting there like, Quirking a single eyebrow, <gasps> head tilt to the right. What does this smell? It's in the I bucket. didn't fart, did I? It's no. in the bucket. I didn't fart. <laughs> and I looked down into the bucket. It's oh. in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? What's there the was box? poop in the bucket <laughs> oh. that, they, that they gave me. And it me. wasn't yours. And it wasn't my poop. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm holding this bucket. And you know that where like your skin wants to kind of crawl off? I'm yeah. very familiar with that. But you can't let like, go of the thing that you're yeah. holding. Mm-hmm. So you just sort of like inch it away from your body, yep. stiff armed and just like, ah, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> 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 and I'm in the elevator. Nothing, there's, I can't go anywhere. I'm just like, oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> so, so I get off the elevator and I'm like. So do I take it back? Well, mm-hmm. the toy. I need this tool though, and it's gonna. Uh, Why they give you a bucket in the first <laughs> so place? Just give me the damn plunger. I'll leave it next so to the toilet. Probably because it was poop on the plunger, and they're like, "I'm not touching yeah, this it." Yeah, this is his problem now. <laughs> so I walk into the room where my parents are, and I'm I'm just like, uh, "I have a problem." <laughs> and they're like, "We know the toilet's clogged." I'm like, "No, new problem." <laughs> Foreign <laughs> object in the room. So I like, I like set the bucket down outside of the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, and just pointed at it, and like took the plunger out and went to solve my immediate issue. Right. And, then, <laughs> and I did, mm-hmm. and then I, I came back out and put the plunger in the bucket, which they had not investigated. They oh. were just like, we don't know what's going on. And right. They know, poop smell. They know bad. me, so they don't really want to know what's right. going on until right. they have to. Yep. So, so I come out and I put it in and like, did you fix the problem? And I was like, well, one of them, but uh, <laughs> there's poop in the bucket. And they were like, your poop? I was like, no. It wasn't. It was it, in there. I rode the, the elevator with the poop. It came with the bucket. And, Poop included and, with bucket. My dad just starts oh losing it. He starts losing it. My stepmom, sweet as could be, she's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I was just like, "What do I do? Do Give I re- back do him. I return it to him?" And my dad's like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they gave you the poop bucket. You give it back. Yeah, <laughs> same as you found it." <laughs> It's gonna feel weird, but so, you need to do it. So I went and returned Today this you will bucket a man, to the son. front desk, Hopefully and I was like, to the same person." I was like, "Yes, okay, good." But still, mm-hmm. I'm like, they passed that shit literally off onto me. Oh, and and how am I gonna convince them that this isn't my shit yeah. in the bucket that I've given them? They yeah. probably didn't see it. Yeah, now they have plausible deniability. Then what you do is you make direct eye contact <laughs> yeah. and say. I'm giving your bucket back, and the poop is still there. Exactly. <laughs> this poop is not take, mine. I, was, I didn't clean up. I didn't. I didn't take the poop that you gave me. I didn't add to it either. <laughs> I'm just. I want to return this rightful property your poop. to its owner. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And so that's what I. That was kind of the tack that I chose. I was just oh. like, listen, this is weird. Um, 
But you guys gave me this bucket a few minutes ago, you specifically, and there was poop in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just want you to know, I, I don't, there's I don't gonna know. be less stars than what you might yeah, want. Yeah, like, I don't know uh, what I could swear upon to convince you that I'm not giving you my poop in this bucket, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, there is poop in the bucket. <laughs> and how did they respond? <laughs> and they were just, I mean, concierge, you know, attitude. Oh, yeah. They were just like, oh. Uh, oh. Eyebrow quirk. Thank you. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> so, and, he, and he just looks down. So, the, <laughs> so this is a running joke with my parents to this day, right? Because so you guys have seen Seinfeld. You've seen Seinfeld? Yes. Y- yes. Yeah. So, you know, Kramer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I get back up to the room and my dad's still busting a stitch <laughs> over this shit. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, he, somehow we got on to Seinfeld and he's like he was like when you walked in you should have just been like Kramer and been like Jerry there's a poop in the bucket uh, uh, you know <laughs> and my stepmom was dying not from the incident but from that reference and oh so like God. later that night we're like all going to sleep mm-hmm. and it's been like everybody's probably asleep right. but I can hear them like shifting yeah. like still trying to find sleep and I'm laying there and I'm like Jerry. <laughs> 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 the bucket, my stepmom's just she like, just lost she's it. She's just dead. Oh, rolling God. out of the bed, just inconsolable for <laughs> the amount of sleep we lost over that joke just being said over oh and over. My that God. Night. <laughs> you, it's a poop bucket incident. You have a story. I do. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. <laughs> you will. Uh, Uncle Max. I've told that story. On oh, this. have you? Yeah. Okay. His, he, where he used his foot as a plunger. Mad Max climbing mm, up the That's seat. okay. Yep. Never mind. Y'all heard it already. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I could tell it again if they want. No, no they've over. already heard it. Uh, the moment is past. But yeah, but we actually played, you know, for our band Sovereign the other night. We played that song. I, I started playing Sovereign in Poop Spokane, Stealer. and I stopped playing that song. <laughs> drug dealer Perry. Poop Stealer. <laughs> gonna look at the song the same again yes you are and you stop it right uh, now how dare you i'm making my own lyrics now no. you should be used to this i've how many awful parodies have i made of your most song of the lyrics? songs yeah have most something. of them i don't do that back to you i should i should you should i'm coming after you i would appreciate I'm coming it after you. i'm offended that you haven't it's usually josh that would go after my songs before yeah, you no, it's me. and now so i've got both of you and, and it's, he's it's going mostly after butt sex or poop or mm-hmm. yeah Penis related things. It's very creative. Yeah. Now you got poop stealer. I'm I'm a bit of a savant. I think that's what, <laughs> that's what it feels like. I really like uh, Mad Max. This song though, on a serious note, it's it's a fun one. It, it went was, over well with the band too. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like, like Almelo, it used to be kind of a punky song. It was mm-hmm. one of the very first songs I ever wrote, and it's just you know three four chord song or whatever. But uh, yeah, he was a crazy character in my life. And for those of you that they don't know it's he's my uncle they're mm-hmm. like what's going on he looked like a giant muppet mm-hmm. his head could literally like just like we were he talking about before his, flip his top head, the yep. top of his head hinge atta- at the base yeah, of his skull <laughs> yeah it was awesome it was like who's got your hand he's got a hand up your butt and he's moving your mouth <laughs> but he also he had these just fantastical stories we were like is no, that what, true no yeah it was all shovel cock as far yeah. as I was concerned mm-hmm. always and then I remember <clears throat> going to California with my 
my mom and, and a friend and some other stuff and we went down there and he showed us pictures of all these stories and it's like god dang dude like he, he fought like a storm <laughs> like proof. lieutenant dan in the fucking ocean like you know taunting god and like <laughs> the, the ripped flag and shit he told us this story and he's like oh i did that you know fuck you god <laughs> Basically, yeah and then he showed then he showed us the picture of him like with the ripped up flag right in front of a ship that's been fucked up and we're like damn wow and he just had all these stories where it's like wow dude and but the one that i mean this was that trip in California. I had him for like two weeks, mm-hmm. and it was the most entertaining thing. My friend and I, we still talk about it all the time because it was just <laughs> one thing after another. On top of that was my grandma, who mm-hmm. was just the sweetest old lady, but she was no fun to be on a road trip with. She was not very serious lady a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and we fucked with her because we were kids and it was stupid, whatever. But anyway, my uh, my uncle did crazy things, and one of the things was the plunger foot. Mm-hmm. The plunger foot. Where he just took a shit. I don't even know if it could have been mine. It could have been my friend's. It could have been anybody's. There was I don't just think a it was plug his. toilet. And, and he's like, stand aside. I got this. Nobody even looked for the plunger. <laughs> I don't think anybody looked. I think he was just like, yeah, like, I'm here. I got you. <laughs> Hold on to me. <laughs> it's just weird. And it, nobody's shit got wet. And it's like, all right. And he's like, you just wash it off in the, in the tub. What did he do? Like stick his heel in there? And yeah. <laughs> and it worked perfect. Wow. He's like, you just wash it off in the tub. And he did. <laughs> And then he fell yeah. asleep half naked in front of the TV watching MASH. Yeah. <laughs> we, it was actually crazy because we were watching. I mean, he was a Vietnam veteran um, and he had a hard time. Yeah. And so I'd, you know, I try not to mock it and all that stuff. But I was a kid and so I was a dick and I wrote that song and whatever. And mm-hmm. if you hear that song, it, it mocks him because he would come into like a room and just be like, you guys got to move around. You guys are <laughs> you're a cluster together. They're going to get you dead serious. And we're just like. <laughs> 14 like what the fuck we're at the holiday inn what are you talking about yeah but he would he passed out watching we just smoked a bowl and you were too much right now (laughs) dude i know i told the story but he passed out uh we we were watching uh saving private ryan Mm. and that first few minutes fucked with him man yeah it seems like not a good movie it's the worst movie to watch he wanted to watch it i don't know why he's like god i don't worry about it and it was like whoa and there was some porn involved but i think the funniest thing was in that that, there was just let's just gloss over that no we went went, i went to take a shower and i came back out and the movie was changed to porn and he was half naked on in a chair he's passed away now so i can say and my my buddy is probably faking sleeping he's he's laying with his face in the corner help me He can straighten out all the details. Friends off, Zach. Friends oh no! Off. Did, did you guys ever talk about that? What? What on, on the show? Or no, no. You and your friend. Your friend. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know. I need I'm to just ask curious. Zach's like, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he probably scarred him for life. Who knows? He's got certain proclivities. I was going to say, I kind of want to ask yeah. him next time. I'll be like, hey, I got day. a question <laughs> for you. Probably. Like, I watched Zach's uncle beat it hard. <laughs> He's a big man, too. I could see everything. Zach just hid in the bathroom the whole time. Yeah, I did. He, he left me it in there, too. It was he left me in the time. trenches. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I needed to beat it just for survival's sake. Or... I'm one of you, I promise. I swear, please don't kill me. I'm not, I'm not the enemy here. We're going to get Private Ryan, I swear to God. <laughs> He's an actor. He's an actor. No, the oh, most memorable... Lord. I mean that was all memorable, <laughs> but there was so many. But there was the one thing was weird because 
you know, we were in California and it was semi-legal at the time to have pot if you were a medicinal patient. I thought you were going to say jerking off in front of my <laughs> That was never okay. okay. That was never okay. None of those were good. But no, he, he would smoke weed and, and so we got to smoke around him because he had a medical card is what he said and we believed him because mm-hmm. we were whatever. He's got a condition. Yeah, I mean, we weren't little kids in this trip. We were like 18, 19. But it was still for his very glaucoma. Dumb. It was. He took it to Disneyland. He took it to Mexico across the border and shit. It was like, bro, he's like, I hope those dogs don't sniff this car. I'm like, my God, my mom. <laughs> Grandma here. Does the dog have glaucoma too? Because his eyes are glassy as fuck. <laughs> but the in the same hotel, and this is before this evening of this was after the foot plunger, and before the the strange <laughs> this video. This was all in one night. This was. Oh God. And uh, he just started the night off. He drank a lot of beer. It's kind of like that side of my family. They just did that. Yeah. Those those uncles, especially. It's a white through. people thing. I guess. <laughs> they went through a lot of shit that generation so they're like i drink beer every night yep. and he was six pack to start the day kind of thing but i remember just watching him he, he pounded like a case like half a case of beer and then in a conversation with us he just turned out the were three four floors up in this hotel mm-hmm. he just puts his head out the window barfs out the window it's oh. like seven o'clock at night oh it's no the, the sun's not even down there's people down there oh, it God. didn't land on anybody <laughs> but they landed between people oh like, no yeah. <laughs> And then he just came, then you he just, just hear, oh good lord that was it just, my friend, we were just watching this shit like what the fuck and he just goes right on talking and it was like that guy's done that a lot of times or some shit what the fuck that was nonchalant as fuck I've never seen but he just be like hey, and that's why we Californians <laughs> up. and that's why we Californians vote no on prop you know it's like whoa oh, and that's no. why you didn't hear a scream from below because it was just a regular weekly they're like here he is again <laughs> oh, oh, umbrella it's no. <laughs> Mad Max he came prepared you know I think everybody needs an Uncle Max mm-hmm. he was a hot tri- take dude it was what a, I mean I, you so wouldn't many, be you if it wasn't for Uncle Max he's a quotable guy too it's almost like those movies like mm-hmm. we were talking about Riddick before yeah. this where every Riddick movie's got 15 quotes in it skittish we like, yeah. too. <laughs> all back of the bus and shit and he was that kind of thing Where, but it was memories he's just everywhere you went with him I mean I, I told these stories already but since you're here wife but uh, like he would get us into bars when we were underage mm. and in mm. like hardcore like places where they're like we're carding everybody and you know we've already been shut down he's like you've already carded them yeah, and they're like to yes we have Uncle Max <laughs> it didn't it was nuts. he was a big guy how tall was he he was 6'7 he was uh, a bodyguard for he <laughs> We didn't believe him, but Neil Young. Oh. But we didn't believe him. And he's he told me a story one time where he's like, there was this big old riot in this fucking concert, and I had to pick old Neil up, and I carried him through the bikers and shit. And I was like, no, you didn't. No fucking. My dad's like, I hate this man. I fucking hate this man. Fuck you, you lying sack of shit. I like Neil Young. What the fuck's wrong? And then, and then Neil then, Young shows up at his funeral. Then, exactly. Dude. Really? Like that kind of shit. Dude. Like I don't know about that, but pictures of him together. Mm-hmm. Like he did NASCAR. He he. It wasn't any famous drivers, but sure. they were high-paid, like the mm-hmm. Tide cars. Maybe they are famous. That's all I know. But I had Tide car in in like the <laughs> '90s up on my wall. So whoever's a race fan, they're like, "Fucking hey, dude, really?" But huh. three of them, and and he did. He carried another guy like that too. He told us those stories. And my dad, 
Because <laughs> my dad, my dad's like he's five eleven, and and my uncle's six seven or so, and mm-hmm. he was like the biggest six seven. He just what happened? He, to he was around. a big just, man. That's right what, you the, you skipped a generation. Is that what you're I'm in the middle. Like, yeah. Yeah, just right in the middle of the. You're weird. a big guy. Like yeah. I'm not a small guy, and I feel small next to you. <laughs> I'm not that big. Come on, you're large. You're right, you're big. Okay, well, well, yeah, I'm but five. Not, I'm no, I'm five Uncle three. Max. So when I hug you, you know, I'm looking at your belly button. True. So <laughs> you're you know. tiny. It's me too, but it's because I've been down there to get it. You know, I just got to make sure Watch it's out. still all right. Watch <laughs> out. But no, it was it was funny because my my uncle would flex on my dad, and then these stories. And my dad's a very logical dude. He's like, "There's no way that fucking happened. There's no way you couldn't have had that." He's like, "That's shovel cock, Zach. That's yeah. got to be shovel cock." 100%. I remember my, the first the first time I ever met him. He's like, "I have a I have a Lamborghini," and he gave me a little toy Lamborghini, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I was like, <laughs> "My dad was like, he doesn't." If he has a Lamborghini, he's living it in his apartment. Like he parked it in his apartment. That's how. There's no way he has that. Yeah. It's like da da da. Mm-hmm. And you know, I never did see the Lamborghini, but it was just a weird life with that guy. Huh. Well, so if you like, ever hear that I song, if, if your life is us. so ludicrous, like actually, then you can just make shit up, and it's like, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of cool, right? Well, <laughs> he piled around with a billionaire, and that's all true. Like all the thing, almost everything he said to us was true, and that's why it's so weird. Because you throw a little truth in something, and then you can fucking, just, yep. you know. He probably knew that though. Yeah, but his stories were fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like us kids, were captivated by our uncle. Uh-huh. <laughs> or this, You're like Max was actually DB Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he told us, <laughs> no way a parachute fucking could get that guy to not. It, it, no way, that guy's a big man. Yeah, he just took off his boxers and sewed his own parachute on the way down <laughs> that's how talented he was he's related to chuck norris <laughs> and MacGyver. that's kind of what it felt like it really yeah. did yeah so I'm, I'm just tickled by my look just remembering my dad looking at him like you motherfucking blind sack of shit. but then going down there and being like wow he did that boat thing and he did that all these things mm-hmm. and that's neil young right there like hugging him yeah well Fuck. that's all real cool zach but uh, my my uncle was on judge judy Fuck yeah. <laughs> Switch the story to that, please. I like me some Judge Judy. He actually was. He's, if you ever bring up Judge Judy around my dad's little brother, he's like, that fucking bitch. <laughs> no way. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. He'd be smirched. Oh, it's tea time. He'd be smirched mm. the honorable Judge Judy. What is, so, is there? There must be an episode somewhere. There or, is. Yeah. He has it on tape. Uh, all right. We're looking that up. Yeah. So he uh, apparently the way that Judge Judy works is they decide the verdict ahead of time mm-hmm. like the production team does and then they make you if so they they'll just select cases just sort of randomly mm-hmm. and so they got in contact with my uncle and mm-hmm. they were like we found the filing for your your property dispute and uh wanted to know if you want to be on judge judy and settle it there <laughs> and my uncle's like i don't know like maybe and they were like so here's how it works we're gonna cover your legal fees and your travel expenses. I'd be like, done? Yeah, <laughs> but the you have to sign an agreement ahead of time that says whatever the verdict is, that it's final. Like, mm-hmm. we, it's a, it is a legally binding verdict, and that's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. No recourse. My uncle's, like, thinks he's got it pretty sewn up because he was managing a apartment complex at the time and had some tenants that, like, stayed, like, wouldn't vacate the premises mm-hmm. for months after their lease expired and he was trying to get him out and they mm-hmm. left a bunch of damage so he's trying to he's got a slam dunk he yeah, thinks he thinks right so unbeknownst to him they decided ahead of time for whatever reason I can only speculate that he was gonna lose ratings it's gotta be yeah. right um so and like the way that they twisted it in the in the actual show 
completely blindsided my uncle and he's standing there like what the fuck no like no no <laughs> and then they're like well yeah it certainly sounds that way and like they just sort of like no. completely like he got real destroyed no his, his credibility on this nationally aired television show and then he lost and ended up still like he didn't have to pay legal fees but he, he lost got, all that he money. Got stuck with all the property Fixing damage the and the back pay rent and oh, not God. being able to rent it and shit and <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. yeah. and like he didn't know like he went into it thinking we're good and I get to be on TV fuck mm. yeah and then he left there like <laughs> Some, somebody in your family it has to be a lady well it doesn't have to be it needs to be for Halloween needs to dress up like Judge Judy that would be so fucking awesome just kind of be like hey. I remember that time on TV with my like, fucking hammer on <laughs> my uh, that would go over so well with my uncle too it would be the most entertaining thing he's like he's very like scrawny high strung wiry just like <laughs> kind of guy you know and he would just be like <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny that's not fucking funny <laughs> Well then, it let but it, it would be, written, be let it be done. Somebody's <laughs> got to do that. It's yeah. just a simple robe, and it's just yeah. a thing, you know, yeah. a haircut. You know, I think the three of us should take a trip down there. And uh, Amari, you can be. You just uh, do the judge duty. Of judge course, Judy. oh, you can will, do judge. I'll just, you can, I will totally do that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> it would be so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. All right. Yeah. Well, crocky fuck, crocky fuck. What's our next topic, Zach? I don't even know. Child labor. Want to do reasonableist party? <laughs> Let's go right into child labor. Perfect. From <laughs> poop stories to child labor. Well, I think we've talked about this on the show before too. Where, but you, you wife, were an only child. Yes, I, I, I still am actually. But it, that doesn't <laughs> to this day. You were and still are. I, an only I still child. am an only child. Yes. And uh, but really, you were like the labor force of your family mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. the free labor force. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was as an only child, free labor force. I yes. couldn't bitch to my other. Siblings, nope. one, one child sweatshops. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I started working at eight, mm-hmm. um, part time, of course, because I'm do? only eight. What did you I do was, as an eight year old? As an eight year old, I did a lot of filing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Seems responsible. <laughs> I did. Yeah, um, right. I made sure that I did the. She cleaning, paid the taxes. The cleaning of the bathroom, the kitchen area, yeah. the lunch space. Um, but it, I worked in a machine shop, so um, I was also the broom what they called me the broom boy so i would oh. i'd walk around the machines and i'd sweep up it was a, a steel stainless steel and aluminum is metal shop yep. and so i'd walk around the machinery and i would sweep up the chips mm-hmm. and then i would use the it was like a it's like a dust broom but i'd also sweep off the machinery do you and, guys ever have one of those magnet brooms nope Ah. No, we didn't have... This was in the 70s, so we didn't have anything Yikes. cool like that. Well, we had magnets in the 70s, I'm pretty sure. Well, we didn't. Maybe <laughs> the just, shop... They had just put cool it together. To maybe the shop... <laughs> but I got to fill up the Sindal <clears throat> containers, and I don't know. I was I was kind of like a maintenance person, I guess. And I did filing in the office, and I was able to actually get on a machine when I was 11. Um, I like started... A, like a run, CNC machine? No, it oh. was a, uh, the bridge press. So oh, okay. basically all I was doing was... Um, well, I was just drilling holes in parts. But it, it, there was um, basically a setup. So I just would put the, the parts, and then there was one hole that I had to drill. It was real simple. Hmm. Um, and then by the time I was 14, I was running CNCs and doing setups and okay, stuff. Cool. And then uh, the, running the CNC lathe by the time I was 15 and a half. So it's pretty wild. Like that's yeah. kind of 
it's like you have to have technical specifications to do that these days. Well, by the time <laughs> definitely don't get minimum wage like she was getting for the whole well, time. Well, but too. by the time I was fourteen, though, we had uh, this is like my my father was in machining his whole career. He's was a, a machinist. Uh, anyways, so by the time I was fourteen, thirteen, really, we had moved from metals strictly to thermoplastics. So we were stealth bomber shit. We were a thermoplastic shop. So everything we did. Are you in the KGB? <laughs> <laughs> I called her Langley. He called the first me Langley several years. for several years. CIA. Did you see how she didn't say no? <laughs> I know, right? Never has. Never once has. Shaden. Thank so you for I now worked, noticing. I'm on this. I'm not alone now. We worked with thermoplastics, so they were really high end, um, high end plastics, and my specialty was Teflon, which was. Uh, Non-stick coating, baby. But <laughs> it was actually Teflon parts, which you had to, Teflon pieces. Um, and so whenever we got a Teflon job in, my dad would do the programming of the machinery. I would do the setups, and then I would run the parts. And um, because I could hold the tolerance that was required, just because of keeping the coolant at the right temperature, because Teflon fluctuates in size. It'll expand and contract, so you have to... Yeah, for sure. You have to. I don't, why am I talking about this? <laughs> I have no idea why I'm talking. No, anyway, I'm actually, I'm really fascinated. Oh, I just know zero about Teflon. I yeah, just like, realized yeah, of course why it expands and retracts. We're only yeah. supposed to be talking about child labor, not what I did. Anyways, it's cool. Though. I was a machinist. <laughs> well, you know, the, and then I quit machining when I was 18. The difference, the difference between our two scenarios here yes. is like, so you were, you had a parent that had a business and they used your labor. Yes, they did. And they they taught you skills. Yes, they did. Zach was eating dog food, and I was eating dog food. <laughs> And that's not a skill. Come to find out, it is a skill. You can't go to college and get it. Hey, no, you, can't you can't get a degree in that. Nope. It's but not I a should technical ha- skill. No, but, but it is a skill. But I, if you get enough experience, you can get like me and have. So that's that was why kind of, you can eat gas station burritos with no consequences. Because right. you dog food. Yeah. Yeah. Like a chicken, I just put a bunch of rocks in my gullet, and now I can just grind everything. But it does hurt. Like once a month, I'm like in the corner in the fetal fetal position. Like I shouldn't have eaten the stones. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know why I brought up. Uh, Child labor necessarily. I think we were just joking around about it well, earlier. Where if you're an only if you're a, a child of it could be if you're the of child children, of a business labor owner, laws don't mean shit. They all. don't mean shit. So when people <laughs> say talk about child labor, mm-hmm. uh, I do go back and kind of twitch a little bit because yep. When I was a kid, my parents owned their own business, and when I was a kid, there was no such thing as uh, not working, dude. You get home from school and you go to work. Yeah. And you like I was saying, we were talking about this. I mean, you had a sleeping bag sometimes and slept on the fucking floor. Yeah. And oh, they'd look at me like, hey, your homework isn't isn't as high of grades as it should be. Your homework yeah. doesn't make us money. In fact, it costs us money. <laughs> right, so. right. A dollar a minute, <laughs> bitch. Right. Like, let's get Jim over here. But it was weird. I mean, my parents were closed. We paid for you to go to school mm-hmm. also. So, I mean. <laughs> my dad did get to it where he's like, you know, I pay for your clothes and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad my so, dad used to compare treasure, whatever right? it was I was doing to the shop rate hmm? constantly. Oh. And this you know, in the eighties it was it was a buck a minute. So no matter what I was doing, he'd look at me and go, Buck a minute, kiddo. It's like I'm cleaning the fucking pool. Yeah. What <laughs> buck a I'm minute. I'm trying to make you a birthday present. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm gonna retry I'm not I'm vacuuming the carpet. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, the other thing I was, think you're getting your money's worth, Father. Yes. <laughs> well, I understand why. We'll, let's, let's talk about it as a reasonableist party. Okay. I understand that child labor laws are designed to protect, you know, 
basically slave labor mm-hmm. and sweatshops. I want those iPhones made quick, dude. Pro child labor. <laughs> no. Like, whatever it takes. No, <laughs> Absolutely no. no. But didn't you guys grow up with some people where their parents sucked? And they're 14, 15, and, and they wanted a job, and they just didn't exist. And I guarantee that there are at least 50 people listening to this podcast as we speak uh, that grew up on a farm that are like, oh, bitch. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I ate dog food. They're like, fucking bro. <laughs> I, have done, I milk dogs, okay? Right. I don't know why, but right. we milk dogs. Oh, God. You, you've never had dog cheese? <laughs> it's delicious. It's a farmer's secret. Uh, it keeps you healthy as fuck. Well, you know, child, the, the labor laws were created to protect children from um, slave-type labor. Yeah. And I understand why those were created however um in my personal experience and what i know about our history um i mean shoot to this day there are farmers out there that have children that are working for them because that's the way family businesses go yeah you know and those those child labor's laws don't pertain to your son or your daughter because it's a family business and that's how that's almost spilled my coffee that's how uh, it was with me too. Well, they're just chores. If you have a if, right. if you have a family that's running some sort of thing, so they don't have they're to put just you chores. on payroll. <laughs> exactly. It's like you get an allowance. You get to live under my roof. Listen, my the rooms. IRS is never going to know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I, I was a big kid, so I mean, I was You're unloading. Still a big kid. Tr- <laughs> when, they were, when they were paying me fifty cents an hour, and I'm like eight or nine. Yeah. They basically replaced a like a grown man unloading a truck mm-hmm. with fifty cents an hour mm-hmm. with a kid that's like yay yeah I'm like money. I go I built my bicep must have my mom she's well, like you you're were... building your biceps I'm like I think my back is crooked now <laughs> thanks like, whatever you're like eight or nine but I'll bet you when you were eight or nine you were probably like I was big five nine I was at big, least yeah. I was big enough to unload a truck yeah. yeah see now he's now he's talking about how big he is <laughs> well, now you that he's a, a grown kid. man he's li- like I'm not that big it's like when you were eight or nine you I were big <laughs> I don't listen I don't look at myself I'm you just were like, okay. eight or nine you were the you were the height of our son I, yeah yeah I know okay well crazy I'm just saying, I'm a scrappy motherfucker, but if we boxed, uh... <laughs> I take you to the ground. I choke. I choke yeah, you. Yeah. I'll choke you. <laughs> going for ground stuff. That's the move. That's the move. I've been choked out many times. There's a lot of jujitsu going out there. You got to go for the ground. It's it the only way to do it. And I'm big, so no. remember now I'm big. God damn it. Well, this show's over. I'm done. I'm jumping off the ride. I don't care. I think we're right in the middle. And, and that day, Zach lost all of his credibility. <laughs> yeah, I know if I was big the, or small. I was on the other side of all of that in a. In a sense um i was never made to work because like my dad's family business air quotes was like he was a preacher so right like i mean i got i'm not i can't even say like i volunteered for everything that i did for my dad for the most part as far as his his business went but uh i so he took us to canada when i was 12 and we were there until i graduated from high school so all my friends were getting part-time jobs and buying their first car and, you know, had money to go buy booze or, you know, bootleg booze, whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. And uh, I was only there on a student visa, so I wasn't allowed to work at all. Yeah. It, otherwise, they'd deport me. So I spent most of my teenage years being like, Dad. I want to work. I need some money. And he's like, sorry, son, you can't. <laughs> I'm it's like, illegal. shit. So I came, I got very creative with, uh, working under the table. Cause I was like, I'm not going to be the chump who has no money and all my friends. Like I got to have some pocket money at the very least. Mm. So 
I'd mow lawns in the summer, you know, that kind of shit, and you get me by. But wintertime, I was a fucking mogul <laughs> because I discovered I was I was th- sitting there thinking to myself, what's the one commodity that is available in British Columbia eight months out of the year? Maple syrup, mooses. That's twelve months out of the Beavers. year. Eight months in surplus was snow. Hockey fans. Oh, okay, yeah, snow. Shit, tons of snow. I would have got there. Right. Also lived in a very small town that had like four trailer parks in it. Nice. So flat roofs. Yeah. And this, like, we're talking like the amount of snow. Anybody who's ever lived somewhere that gets an excessive amount of snow, you have to shovel it off the roof mm-hmm. if you don't want your roof to cave in on you and potentially kill you. The Karma House was like that. So I'd go to these trailer parks and I'd find, I'd knock on doors until I found elderly folks. And I'd be like, hey, uh, will you let me shovel your roof off? I got a scoop, you know, like big snow scoop. Like it's a shovel, but like two handed, like big ass. You were like directly you just, you targeting. Yes. Elderly. I was He's, preying upon the elderly folks. You punk. Yeah. <clears throat> In trailer parks, no less. But I'd be like, Hey, uh, I would you, frame that. Differently if you if pay me, you. if you pay me, I'm not going to, I was looking I, out I stand the... by my actions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please. <laughs> the statute of limitations is already, I'm good. I think, but I'd be like, if you, uh, want to give me 200 bucks, I'll shovel off your entire roof. Take me two hundred bucks. Two hundred. Oh, it's Canadian money. That's right. So it's like yeah. So it's like eight bucks. It was like yeah. yeah eight <laughs> bucks. Things have changed recently. <laughs> so, so, and like they'd, and they'd be like, great, you know, because like they're not like they're gonna have to either hire somebody else to do it or you know like it's there's no way they're getting it done for free and they can't do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I'd be like, cool. And uh, I, I'd take my ladder, put it up, shovel off the roof. And while I was up there, the, one of the neighbors invariably would see me doing it. You, st- you took all the copper. And they'd lean. <laughs> they'd, yeah. And I stripped their antennas <laughs> and like, took their satellite dish. You got HBO like, How now? come direct TV doesn't work anymore? <laughs> no, I'd be up there shoveling. And invariably, one of the neighbors to either side of the trailer would poke their head out the window and go, Hey, how much did you do mine? And I'd be like, 300 bucks. <laughs> And they'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, cool, I'll get you done next. You know? And so, like, I'd walk out. Like, I mean, it was a fucking hard day, Mm -hmm. you know? But I could go out there every heavy snowfall and work until I couldn't feel my legs and come home with, like, $1,000 in a day, you know? So I was just like, hey, (laughs) I got it figured out. Shaking (laughs) snow co. It's Mr. Plow. (laughs) Name again is Mr. Plow. (laughs) Plowy McPlow Plow. Yeah, so I had to come from the other side of the equation. No one was forcing me to work for shit wages or due to family obligation, Mm. but I also didn't have the option to work when I wanted to. That's such a... I mean, I get it. They're trying to keep jobs for Canadians, and that's Yeah, I guess so, but like fucking a high school kid, like, Mm -hmm. let me work at the gas station, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I lived in a town of a thousand people in the mountains, like... Just please well, let we, me work. We it's tough to legislate about, over cooperation. It's a weird thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we, we spoke about it outside, but um, there was a period of time where I got sick of working in the machine shop and I decided to get a job elsewhere. And I ended up getting a job at um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. And but in working for the colonel, mm-hmm. and and I so I took this job with Kentucky Fried Chicken and I thought it was really weird because I had to fill out all this paperwork. I wasn't 15 yet. I think I was 
14 just before I was 15 but there was all this paperwork that had to be filled out and all these boxes that needed to be the checked. What are you doing and, working at 14? And and Shit. they only allowed um, you know I could only work like I don't know I can't remember it was something ridiculous like two hours a week or something stupid right. and I remember looking at this and I was blown away at the amount of time that I was allowed to work because of my age and I remember looking at my mom going yeah but wait a minute I I work I put in at that time I do that a day over at our place. <laughs> I was doing 30 to 35 hours a week mm. when I was 15 at the shop on top of full-time school. <laughs> you know, so it was ridiculous. That same thing happened to me when my parents were running the pet store. Yeah. We we hired a 15-year-old that was uh-huh. the like niece of the manager that was also at our store. Yeah. And I remember them filling out the paperwork and like, you're not allowed to do this after school. They have to be able to have time to do this and that mm-hmm. and Saturday did it. And you're like, like yeah, but yeah, but you guys work my ass what? off. I, no, and I played sports too. It was mm-hmm. weird. I mean, I basically, I mean, when I wasn't doing school or sports, mm-hmm. I was at that place. Well, I was doing my homework, you know, on a, on a bench, uh, a workbench behind a machine. You yeah. know, it was Man. just crazy. It's funny. Yeah, I did. I did most of my homework. At, mm-hmm. at, yeah, that's funny. At least at a certain period. My parents were really so good about that. So labor laws too. don't apply to your children, evidently. Mm-hmm. No. I guess that's where we started. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, if you're 14, 15 years old, mm-hmm. uh, even maybe younger, I don't know, there's lots of jobs to be... I mean, you get paid less than the minimum wage, probably, because mm-hmm. your skill set and whatever, but I'm do not th- against that either. Do you guys think it was a net positive or a net negative for you for you personally? The dog uh. food eating? Um, <laughs> I learned a lot Teflon, from my parents. Um, I learned a lot. I would never... I think it was ultimately... I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think it was uh, mostly a positive. But as anybody knows who has hung out with me for any period of time, I have zero knowledge of pop culture. Yeah. I have no idea what movies are about. I know, I threw a Simpson thing no, at her and she's like, I I've never know. heard like, Mr. Plow in my life. Due to exposure over the years, mm-hmm. I mean, even just with the two of us, mm-hmm. you're much, much more versed than you used I, to be. I think I'm getting, <laughs> I think I'm getting better. You, you straight up called us out on when Super Mario Brothers came out on the patio earlier. I was like, fucking chill. Oh, did I? <laughs> she remembers that one. You, I was dramatic. You were like, wasn't that, what, didn't a Super Mario Brothers game come out in 89? And we were like, fucking probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I was, that's childhood trauma coming yeah, exactly. out right there is what exactly. that is. She was like, how dare you guys bring video games into February, this house? February 1989. <laughs> and I it didn't a, get to play it. It was a no. Tuesday. Oh no, they hooked that shit up to the stereo. Yeah, they blasted that shit. They're like, and take they, this, oh. Chitron. And my dad. It was forced upon you. Oh well, God. Oh God. My dad had. Yes. Oh, good Lord. My dad. Um, he had a Macintosh stereo system. Mm. My dad's an audiophile. Still does. Still does. Um, definitely does now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he had the entire house wired. So whenever we moved into a place... <laughs> There's no escape? She's <laughs> in like, the bathroom? I can't get away from that! <laughs> whenever we moved into a place, he would drill the holes and he'd hook the speakers up so no matter what room you were in, you could hear the music. You could hear Fog Hat, baby. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so he decided so he to go down... He made every house into his van. He yeah, went to awesome. Fry's. Fry's Electronics. Fry's Electronics. And That's he went down ever. and it. he picked up a Nintendo system, came home, and I'm in my room. I, I remember I was studying. It's Nintendo Entertainment. System. Okay. NES. Well, whatever. Thank you. NES. Thank you. I, and I'll, I'll never forget, I was studying Shakespeare. I was reading Macbeth. 
Of and, course you were. And, <laughs> and then Mario. And Mario and Luigi sudden, come along. All of a sudden, I heard this really weird, like, sound, and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm trying to, and then I heard, doot, 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 and it was the windows were going, with this sound and I walked out and my dad was That's rolling so he was dying yeah. in his chair and my mom was laughing both of them were just because they and to, to hear them tell the story I had my hands on my hips and I walked down the hall and I went what are you two up to <laughs> a little children <laughs> I love it I was pissed parents I was pissed I was like I am trying to read Macbeth and they're like and we're trying to play Super Mario Brothers <laughs> You, you would play upon me as though upon a flute. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> That's right, bitches. I know my Macbeth. There you go. Oh my god. That's a way to throw That's down. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine you sitting there, and every time you hear do do you're like, serves you right. I'm glad you died. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. I had a visceral reaction. It's been a tough ride with video games for you. I mean, yeah. you. You've always been supportive of my liking of it. Yes. You haven't gotten in the way of that. <laughs> You're like, just keep it in your own room. <laughs> but we've had some discussions over it where I felt I wasn't defending video games, but mm-hmm. it's like, but you yeah, should but have been. I, it was kind of, it's like just showing you like, hey, look at, look at these, how these help these people. And it was childhood it's, it's, trauma. I, know, I tell you. I know. I'm just working through it. And with now, and, and now I have two words for you. Animal Mara. Crossing. And that's what they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Which is amazing. Will you please, like, explain your Animal Crossing, like, what you've done with it? Oh. Because it's. It I'm, is amazing. As a gamer, I'm like, you fucking rock star. Like, that's. <laughs> right? You're like, you're like I'm going to play a game, but I'm also going to turn it into an empire. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's fucking awesome. Well, I so I created this Animal Crossing island. Um, and there's a story behind the design work, which is basically, um, I, ha- I own Amara B and I create all these uh, Amazing products. products. Um, between They're all right. skincare <laughs> and um, I'm also I'm an also also a practicing witch, so there's a lot of witchcraft stuff in there, and there's books and cool stuff. Witchy things. So what I did was I turned my island into, well, it's it's a polarized island, so it's my it's me. Um, and I play two characters on my island, so it's me, and then I have my own resident, which is also me. But one is light and one is dark. And it's designed this way on the island, so all the villagers are also fall into the light and dark camp. So but fucking cool. All it is the, of my, the decorations in the house. All of my decor, just... I, I figured out how to do my own uh, pixel painting, and all of my decor centers around my business. And my website's out there. And so when people come visit the island, they ask about it. And then they end up going to the website. You pixeled out like your logo. Yeah, I drew my logo and stuff. And all of your characters are wearing their own original clothing. Yep. And then then people go to your fucking island and they buy your shit. Yes, they do. Which is, she's like, I'm going to play a game, but also (laughs) I'm making money, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) <laughs> Our so, violin player did that with World of Warcraft. Has he told you that story? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's, <laughs> a, that's a, so awesome. But they, and, but basically, they'll see. You know, they ask about the logo. They ask about what's going on. There's like little storylines and everything, and uh, they end up going to the website. And they're like, "Oh, this is an actual business." So then, um, and it was a lot of. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And then I ended up uh, landing a spot with uh, a Twitch 
person who That's does right. yeah. Animal Crossing, who actually toured my island. That was so fun to watch because it gave Twitch me perspective. On the Twitch yeah. stream, Because yeah. this guy does like Animal Crossing Twitches. That's yeah. like one mm -hmm. of his channels. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, he was just like... He's like, what the fuck? It put it in perspective for me. I'm like, wow, this is a cool game. How intricate and stuff. And she's like, just working on these things. And it's like, <laughs> then he, he talks about it. He's like, this must have been... This is a masterpiece kind what of thing. If, I'm like, one oh, of his, wow. One of his listeners typed in there, it would crack me up because it, th this island is the d definition of going hard. <laughs> yeah. well, he did. If you know Amara, <laughs> there's so, no halfway, bitches. No. Like, she was a non-gamer and then she went game hard. <laughs> so hard. Game on. Harder than I've ever been. <laughs> like Purple as purple can be. So we had to cut because... Uh, Conan barked and then Zach sneezed for uh, 18 times. I'm pretty it's sure. my life. No, it was only three this time. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because Amara was counting, uh -huh. expecting four, yes. which cracked me up because my stepmother is seven. Her number seven. Mm -hmm. She never sneezes once, mm -hmm. and it's almost always seven times. <laughs> and it's cracked me up my entire life because I've never sneezed more than once, hardly ever. Yep, me really? in, in I'm, I'm a one-time sneezer. In my oh. whole life. Mm -hmm. But they say... Well, you're one of them, eh? They say... I can't remember the number, but it was some certain number of sneezes in a row is supposed to be the equivalent orgasm. to an orgasm. Yeah. Is it 13? <laughs> I think so. Shovelcock me, but That's I think beautiful so. if that's the number, because that's, that's I get great. there. <laughs> I get there. The other night, I was like... Oh, so, yeah. so if you've gotten there... What do you think? Weigh in. Uh, I'd rather have an orgasm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your nose doesn't really have the receptors to really make it, you know, pay off in the end. Well, Zach has these. There this, is liquid, though. He's got this <laughs> sneeze pattern where it's sneeze, sneeze, sneeze. Think about it. Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one more for good measure. <laughs> and on occasion, there's two instead of one on the second round. Or but I go. Most of the time, it's three and then one. Or I'll sneeze for 14 minutes. I think, uh, I fucking love sneezing like every time i sneeze i'm like yes like it's it's a good mm. sneezing is satisfying for it me. is it is not me I mean, but i only ever it. get it like the one time and i have to like it's usually because i have to have find a bright light source i'm one of those people yeah me too or i'm like like Staring the sun, the sun, the sun or, get or a me. light bulb yeah. or light bulbs mm -hmm. i'm like hopefully it's high enough yep lumens right like sometimes i'll stare at it like please 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 yep <laughs> fuck you yep. <laughs> That's funny. I, you're the only other person that I do. You don't stare at a light to sneeze. Every time I go into the sun, I sneeze. At I the know, sun, but yeah. you don't intentionally no, make don't. yourself sneeze because it's hanging no, out. No, that's in crazy your, stuff. You guys are all <laughs> No, I, I haven't done that, but I will in the future. I have if to I have. Feel. It'll yeah. hang out somewhere in my sinuses, and my eyes will just water, and it'll never arrive unless you can find a light. Unless I yep. can find a light. I'm the same way, and that's genetic. Did is you know it? that? No, I didn't. Yeah. That's a it, it's a certain gene. It's like the cilantro thing, oh. where like some people have a gene where cilantro I've tastes got like the soap. soap. Yeah. You have the soap. I've got the. soap. I don't have the soap, oh. and I'm glad because I love cilantro. But Ugh. but I but it's <laughs> the same. It's the same type of thing. If you if you're a, like a sun sneezer or specifically a bright light sneezer, really? that's a genetic thing. I didn't know that. I know. Isn't Very that weird? interesting. I got <laughs> weird. Yeah, I got weird genes. Yeah, you're messed you up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was that way too. But did you know? Did you know? Shovelcock me, This if is you Shovelcock will. coming. I, every time you say, did you know, did I'm you expecting know? Shovelcock. Did you know? <laughs> I bet you guys all know this. What? That you can't pee and sneeze at the same time. That's, uh... I know that my body works that way. My yeah. body will not. Yeah. If I'm yeah. peeing and I sneeze, <laughs> Can you imagine it? literally the, st the stream stops. Kaggle hey, style. Ooh, this is a good curiosity for me. Does it hurt when that happens to you? What, when I'm peeing when, and when I sneeze? When your stream gets stopped? No. 
Is that a dude thing? I think it must be. Has your stream ever gotten Stop. cut off midstream? By a sneeze? By anything. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure it has. And it yeah. hurts. And it's like, ow! Yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta, we got to work on it. You can't just you well, can't start no. slam dunking overnight. Uh -oh. you gotta it just yeah. stops. I wonder if that's a guy thing. Because like, anytime something interrupts my stream, yeah, it's not nice. I'm like, ow! Uh, ow! Really? <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's, not, a, it's a fleshy hose filled with you know, receptors. I know. The pressure, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, owie! <laughs> yeah. Nope, no, it doesn't. There's no pain involved. There's a bunch huh. of little cells in there like, what the fuck yeah, are we why? doing? We got, a, we got a bottleneck down in It's like, okay. Send out the pain. All right. Well, I think we just have. Uh, I think women, adult females, just have very strong pelvic floors. I mean, yeah. you guys are just don't have as we're strong weak. of we're pelvic weak. floors. It checks out. It well, checks our, out. You guys are built for other purposes to be much more durable than we are. So that checks out. Our pelvic floor gets closer to the floor, though. So yeah. Yeah. My, my my pelvic floor is just like. Given up. <laughs> I don't even like it. Here. It's like, this is enough. It's enough. <laughs> all right, I think we drastically, because of, of dog barking and all that stuff, we and drastically shifted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but we got one more thing, right, Shaden? We've got. Sure. I can say your name, right? Why do you. Whoa. Universe <laughs> 25. Whoa, bro. What the hell is Universe, Universe 25? 25. All right, so I don't know shit about it. Edge of Bacatus. I don't know shit about it. Okay. Except for what I read on the internet. Okay. So it has to be true. Okay. Uh, We're doing deep research here. <laughs> deep dives, lots of credentialed stuff. Yeah, empirical just a data. single search, I've, I've one article. I've definitely vetted, <laughs> fact-checked, and cross-referenced everything a, I'm about to say. A single article. This article is from bullshit.com. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to type that right up. Bullshit.com. <laughs> Buzzfeed. Yeah. yeah, something. So... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pulling out weird article if, places. If you, will you guys go to Snopes yeah. after this, I guess let me know. But <laughs> I'm curious. So Universe 25 was something I ran across, and uh, it's really interesting to me because it was um, before I tell you what it was. It was essentially adopted as like a model for oh this this is and some of you guys listening, if you ask your parents about it, they probably know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. If you say uh, overpopulation, Universe 25, they were kind of synonymous at one point in time because mm. the whole experiment ended up getting spun as though it's like, oh, overpopulation eventually leads to the I distinction of, yeah. of a uh, society, mm -hmm. right? So this was something done in 1972 by a guy named John Calhoun. And uh, it was not his first year. <laughs> it was his second Yahoo. And uh, no, he, he had been. Oil, oil Tycoon Calhoun. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. There's like five Calhouns that listen yeah. to the show. <laughs> Respect. So this guy um, had been working with mice for a lot of years at this point. Um, where he was trying to basically, he started small, but he was trying to create these environments where he started with couples of mice, gave them everything they needed, and then some. Mice like par the, mouse paradise. Exactly, yeah. like a mouse utopia. Plenty of places to make nests, lots of room, lots of Didn't they materials. give him some cocaine, too, or something? Never wanted for food. Mm -hmm. Don't know if he gave him cocaine, but I That's mean... That's a different experiment, If there's not cocaine in a utopia, it's not really a utopia, <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't seem like it for some, I think. Right. So, it basically, it just cal it catered to the well-being of uh, these rodent residents. 
and uh, the the goal was to like increase their lifespan, allow them to mate, and you know just have mm-hmm. like the best mouse life that they could possibly have. See and if then, they can invent jetpacks. Yeah, so I'm smart. Yeah, and they did. Right, <laughs> shovelcock. And then he killed him. <laughs> and then he killed him because he was jealous because we never got the jetpacks. <laughs> right. So he'd been doing this since like the 1940s, um, and his results were pretty consistent. Um, which overpopulation leads to explosive violence and hypersexual activity, mm-hmm. uh, followed by like no sexual activity, self destruction, and extinction. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Didn't he do this experiment like seven times? Many times, yeah. Like okay. he was doing it. I mean, in different iterations. Exactly. Universe twenty five was just his final and right. largest scale one. But right. yeah, yeah, he did this from the nineteen forties up to the seventies. So. Oh, see, and I because I I thought when I was learning about it that it was, you know, a multiple year thing for each experiment, um, and there were seven iterations. You might be right. You know what I want to picture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is him while he's doing these experiments. You know how you have a job and you're serious, but you have like little things. I can tell by the look on his face, this is going to be snarky. Uh, Snarky? Okay. No, I I can imagine (laughs) him. I bet he did a bunch of mouse weddings. (laughs) Where. I told you. You know, we're just on the side where it's like, you guys love each other and and you guys. Did you guys write each other's vows? Did you write your own vows? I bet he was there doing that stuff. You know, he had just a proclivity. It's just a strange thing. I mean, you know, to be fair, if you spend that much time working intimately with mice, you probably get a little weird. Right. right? 30 years of watching mice do weird ass. Did he taxidermy their little bodies into like wedding (laughs) photos? I fucking hope so. Little wedding. He's got like a whole train. There's like like, tennis (laughs) players. train world with like just taxidermy mice doing people shit in people clothes just you got a mouse in a tuxedo with a cane strolling with his mistress he's down got, exactly fourth sax avenue he's got a mouse hanging out of a hot air balloon there's a jazz band there's one there's fishing there's, there's one mouse that like hung itself in its office because it lost a corporate deal <laughs> I told literally you to check that jumping, dog. I literally thought it was going to be jumping family. out the window. Ah! <laughs> My portfolio. That's <laughs> so dark. It is dark. Well, Shaden took that dark. I it want was it, sweet. And, I mean, besides yeah. the taxidermy. Well, but, if you can count on me for anything, it's that. It's, I can flat Stanley could have been sweet. <laughs> oh, that's dark. right. I need to take that. I've got to put a picture of Flat Stanley. Up. Yeah. I have you to do. do that. So basically, it's a utopia that turned dystopia. Mm-hmm. But, and it was just yeah. an experiment, and they tried to extrapolate that into that's how humans are. Yeah. So, yeah. so day one, so he built this. You can look up pictures of it online. It's like this kind of big circular habitat. Like a, it's fucking large for the like to the scale of a mouse. Huge area. That, right. That, is it cool? That or they is made it like it. all rinky dink. No, it's kind of cool. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not. They put up like signs and it's things. It's the 70s, so it's, you know, it's not like. Shag carpet. Super high tech. Yeah. <laughs> there was lava lamps. Ooh, what lava a, lamps. What a stinky <laughs> shag carpet. And the lava lamps would illuminate like, nasty shit. Several of the young Track mice were lighting. in a basement yes, passing a joint exactly. around. There's black light posters. <laughs> 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 Don't go in that spot over there. That's where they pee. It's really glowy. <laughs> Bell bottoms really came into fashion. Oh my God. <laughs> right. So. Knit halter tops and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> big hair. Very big hair. It only covers. Feathered. It yeah. only it was co- feathered it's hair. Feathered. The halter Mouse tops fur. only cover four of the eight nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like these four nipples are fine. 
<laughs> it's the top two nipples that are these sacred. Are, yeah, these are these are not okay. These are against uh, the church laws, but these bottom four. I don't know how many they have. Oh, they we're not okay. We're not six. okay. Can you imagine mouse religion? Like, <laughs> oh my god, gotta cover your nips. It's just like take and eat of the cheese. It is my body. <laughs> I think <laughs> absolutely. Okay. I think I think okay. real quick in every animal religion they would have to do something about the butthole. There would have to be some sort of covering for the butthole <laughs> that, to walk into a church or to go into. They have to cover their, the, their brown eye. The, yeah, they they have a little to. jewel. The dog religion yeah. had like a, a church elder that has to sniff everyone's yeah. butt on the way in. <laughs> it's just like, that looks fine You to may me. enter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's procedure. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. more, more rat stuff. More so, mouse stuff. So, Universe 25 started out with four pairs of disease-free mice. Uh, he picked them from the National Institutes of Health elite breeding. Co- like they were the, oh. the the creme Inbred. de la creme. Inbred. They, That's what they were. All of them fucked their sister. <laughs> yeah. But it was good, clean gene pool. Okay. Right. So, so moved them in on day one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was very game of thrones. Mrs. Scriptkeeper doesn't buy that shit at all. That's not how genes work. No, I'm just sitting here. I'm just like. There's somebody who has that job. <laughs> that is their that that's on their job description. I You're actually like, fuck your sister, Squeaker. I know. I actually oversee the gene pool of superior mice. Dude. I mean, seriously, and it exists. Good lord, like Shit. that's that's you. It exists. That's a job that someone does. Oh. Multiple someone's probably at this point. Like these are the best laboratory rats and mice we've carefully. Yeah, it's like they the, and they have assistants that like, actually like keep the records. So that's their job, yeah. the record keeper yeah. of it's the like, elite mice. It's like mice. the equestrian shit in in old Arabian. <sighs> like, right. So there's actually know, competitors like, yeah. that are like, <laughs> "Fuck you, he's not good at all. Mine <laughs> are the shit. Yeah, yeah. Mine don't fuck their sisters. They fuck their cousins, and <laughs> that's better. <laughs> like what? You got the third descendant of Cheese Bits himself? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Three million dollars. <laughs> right now, I'll sell they my have yacht. Little Mouse pedigrees. That would be the best. I hope that's true. I hope mouse all of that's true. Trees. I'm making that's going in something. God damn, I like it. I like mouse pedigrees. They have cert- they get your little hip certification certificate. Yeah, your little mouse yeah. hips are certified. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. We're still moving on the down the ride. That, here I want that to be true. Universe so twenty five. I know. Back to so universe twenty five. Back to you in the studio, John. <laughs> so, so it took, it's a ridiculous episode, by the way. Absolutely, and, and I love it. I'm here for. <laughs> so it took uh, it took months for these rodents to uh, get familiarized with their new world, and then they started to reproduce. The population increased exponentially because they wanted for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I mean, especially four pairs of mice, you know, mm-hmm. in this massive habitat. They were just like, "Fuck yeah," <laughs> you know. So they they started breeding. Population explodes, doubling about every fifty five days or so. Sheesh. And then uh, past day 315, uh, they were looking at about more than 600 mice that were living mm-hmm. in Universe 25. Um, Getting you know, a little crap. Rubbing elbows with each other on their way up and down the stairwells to eat, drink, and sleep. And, and then that was the point where the population growth started to slow measurably. Mm-hmm. Right? 
pissed off. They're like, this is stupid. Yeah, because like, like, you think about it, the young mice found themselves born into a world with way more mice than, than meaningful social roles, mm-hmm. right? They're in this habitat. Males had a lot of competition for mm-hmm. defining their territory, uh, and they started to show signs of stress and just giving up, and mm-hmm. normal discourse in the community started to break down. Right. And... Uh, the, they noticed that the social bonds that were formed between mice up until that point started to no longer be formed anymore. Like mm-hmm. there was, he wasn't more, doing as many mouse weddings. Yeah, a lot of more, a lot of more sitting in the dark alone, jerking off. Is, oh, you know, like, <laughs> mouse sadness, more yeah. mouse funerals, and like so the the solitary females ended up like retreating to like the isolated nesting boxes on the penthouse level. They had penthouse levels. Seriously, go look up pictures of this shit. It was wild. crazy. Right. So what a mad, that's just like, (laughs) I'm gone to these mice. Yes. I will introduce cocaine. (laughs) Dude. Wild, right? Playing God. Yeah. It makes you think about our existence a little bit, no matter what you think. It's a simulation. It's fine. But it's a simulation. It'll be fine. So, interesting thing that I read was that um, other males formed this group that Calhoun termed the beautiful ones and they never sought out sex they never fought they just ate slept groomed and like just like reveled in narcissistic introspection like they were just like we're just here to soak up the. They were the vampires. Yeah. Aristomice. They were Aristomice. Aristomice. They were fucking Aristorats. Yep, powdered were, butt class. They were the one percent, right? Mm-hmm. Every, so, I guess that's which one. And it was interesting because outside of this group, it was pretty much like the the day to day was involved cannibalism, asexuality. They invented the violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. They started chopping off little mouse heads in the town square. <laughs> <laughs> Rospierre, mouse Rospierre. <laughs> Viva la resistance. Calhoun has a guest. They're like, "What does that smell? Oh, it's just you know they're they're burning." <laughs> It's They're burning a, yeah. each other. It's, it's the pyres. It's yeah, just it's, the pyres. It's just the funeral pyres, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're burning the body. <laughs> so fast forward, day 560, the population peaked uh, at its highest in during the, uh, throughout the whole experiment. It was 2,200 mice. Holy fuck. In the same size thing? Remember, this started Lord. as two pairs of four mice. So yeah. eight mice, 560 <laughs> days later. They're still alive. They're like, look at what we did. Yeah. We were out of control. No, somebody chewed, somebody chewed their heads off. We're going to have to start doing little mouse purges every kind of way, like probably twice a week. To get That's this what they needed down. was the purge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they probably thought about it, too. They had a little, little mouse town hall. They're like, look, guys, there's too many of us. I'm going to start killing some of you, so let's just do this like constructively. Sorry. Yeah. Back to the 22-somethings. So, 2,200 mice. Oh, that's um, like that. At this point, at day 560, a few survived past weaning until about day 600, after which there were hardly any pregnancies, mm-hmm. no surviving young. Uh, the population had stopped regenerating itself, and the path to extinction began to become clear. Right, So, they lost the capacity to rebuild their numbers. A lot of them could still like physically conceive, such as the beautiful ones. Mm-hmm. Right? They were still. They chose not to. They were able, but they secluded themselves, and they would lost the social ability to do so. Right. Wow. So fast forward again. Day nine twenty was the very last conception in in universe twenty five. Mm-hmm. The last mouse died on May twenty third, nineteen seventy three. Four years and ten months after the re- initial colonization, and. Uh, 
Calhoun later said that the creatures had died two deaths. Poetic guy, this Calhoun, mm-hmm. right? He said the first was that of their spirit and their society, and the second death was that of their physical body. Right? Wow. Fair. Yeah. So it was... You did it to them, though, sir. I mean, it's, right? it's not like it's nature right. did it. Yeah. I mean, you're nature, sir, but... Like, he created the environment and, and purportedly mm-hmm. just left it alone right. other than maintaining it. Mm-hmm. Like, other it than putting like, in, like, elevators and shit. Right. Like, yeah. I'll just put in this little thing in a <laughs> coffee like, shop. It started as a farmland and ended up with skyscrapers exactly. and <laughs> fucking parking city. structures. Little mouse Sim City. It is an interesting, um, it is an interesting view on social structure and... Um, how it how it could potentially work at least how it works for mice right you know I do find that fascinating me too and it was it got gobbled up by social scientists at the time too Mm -hmm. like they like to the point where there was a ton of people calling for restrictions on reproduction because they were just like they were extrapolating from this that oh if Mm -hmm. our population goes too far we're gonna go extinct like that Mm -hmm. was the conclusion they drew from it right and the more I looked at this I was kind of thinking about it and I was like well maybe it wasn't so much just the population like that's an easy extrapolation just because that was what they were measuring was Mm -hmm. the population but like what if it was the fact that this utopia that was built for a small number of mice was no longer a utopia for a large number of mice Mm -hmm. but the but the parameters never changed you know Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. just like oh i've been born into a world where things have been done the same way uh around the same time over and over and over again until there's so much of us that the future looks like, like what are we going to do if we mm-hmm. keep reproducing then there's not you know and like that's where the argument for the population being the problem came from but my thought was what if it was simply just a matter of the environment wasn't made to adapt to the larger population mm-hmm. right like right. why <clears throat> you know like say that the the boundaries expanded or the quality of life was improved in ways that were directly correlated to a larger population as Mm -hmm. opposed to just like this is what one mouse needs to be perfectly happy and taken care of like well yeah we have that but now we have all these mice what do they need as a group Mm -hmm. well yeah so basically removing them from that vacuum of control um, and allow them to or at least allow some form of manipulation in their society instead of it just being a static event mm-hmm. what they um, the problem was is that the mice didn't invent government and religion <laughs> and that would have made everything probably better they for didn't them. have a reasonableness party they didn't have that's where it all fell apart <laughs> they, they weren't on the fence about child labor like <laughs> well that that theory a lot of those things a lot of those population boom and doomsday kind of theories come from that the malthusian right idea mm-hmm. again yep. where and it's been disproven we can all kind of put that to bed where, you know, the what is Malthusian? I'll just read it. It's the theory that population growth is potentially exponential uh, while the growth of food supply and other resources is linear, which eventually reduces living standards to the point of triggering a population decline. And it's called the Malthusian catastrophe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but that's... but. It was supposed to happen in 1994. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and yeah. like how? Like, I mean, so we've gotten better. The at environment technology. needs to adapt along with the growing population mm-hmm. is what I pulled away from reading about this because mm-hmm. I found it fascinating. I was like, that's it is super like, dude, this guy made a, a mm-hmm. universe, like a whole a whole world. I think it's kind of funny. He calls it a universe. It's like, no, dude, if you would have given like other mouse planets for them to expand, <laughs> yeah. into, then well, it would have been a the universe. It's a, city. Yeah. it's a mouse city. It would have been a galaxy, perhaps. Yeah. Right? I mean, 
Like, come like, on. <laughs> you it's Mouseville at this point. Yeah, yes. yeah. Two cities. One city does not a galaxy make, nor a universe. Mouseville, mm-hmm. like Farmville. I know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, if you would have given them Animal Crossing capabilities to make their own <laughs> islands, <laughs> sell their own products. <laughs> and wear Marby clothes. <laughs> so, But it's an interesting thing to think about, right? Because if we're going to extrapolate it, then what is, like, I mean... Mice are used for a reason, especially humanized mice, uh, which is the vast majority of mice that are used in scientific experiments. They're like almost as close as we can get to like human genetic behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Um, which really is super to fascinating to me because it's like, really? Mice? You I know, know like, right? I mean, simian primates are also very high up there. They tend to be the next one in the chain, but like. I we don't, don't know, feel man. as bad it's messing with mice, apparently. Right. I was like, it's that's, weirder messing with primates because it's like, shit. That's, it has to do with mass and weight. That's, that's a why. close link. Well, yeah. That's, and having yeah, to feed them. Too. You know, you <laughs> yeah. feed a bunch of you mice, you're like, here's a garbage. universe 25 mm-hmm. with primates. Oh, man. I, I think we're living. We wouldn't have enough Yikes. room. We are. That is. That's us. Probably. <laughs> <Simulation>. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah. What, that was one of the weirdest rides, I think, so far, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was, Me too. We I talked about fun. What did we do? We talked about poo. Yes, we did. We extensively talked about poo. A lot of poo. I mean, uh-huh. like prior to the point where this is the poop episode. This is the poop episode. Yeah, one even of three. more than this isn't even the first poop episode that we three have done together. It's and, not. And the other one was pretty. No, remember the guy catching the poop in his hand? <gasps> oh, cross the fuck. That's not how you do that. Fucking. <laughs> Let's not open that can of worms right. again. Is, is Scatcast like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, or kinda. something? It's like Seems by the end way. of this, I'm just like jerking off in my poop. Just like nobody loves me. Nobody, there's nobody left. Just people like. I'm like, oh, it's like boom. It's like, you know that trope where people go to your funeral and they lower your casket in and they throw flowers in. We're all just going to show up to Zach's funeral and just like. With a bag of shit. Just shit in That's it. fine. Yeah. Like do whatever you want hey, to do when I'm done. I'll do you the courtesy of making a fresh shit. I'll eat, I'll eat seven gas station burritos he's before gonna, your funeral. He's going to perch just, himself right on the edge. Yep, I'll hang, my, I'll hang my cheeks right over the precipice. And Taper just, that grumpy. Taper it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fine. That'll be right next to my tombstone, which has all the fat cats. Uh, the, all their names are going to be chiseled in my yep. tombstone. Yeah, That's how this shit works. And they will all have given you their poop as well. I hope so. You guys, make sure you guys collect your poop. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to collect your poop. I'm happy to. We'll put it in little vacuum sealed oh, no. vials. Like and I people d- can wear them like pendants. I've been collecting for years. I've been preparing for this. Too far. If you keep doing it and then you die, oh. then it stops being a cult and it becomes a religion, and you are a deity. Whoa. This is your path to godhood, my friend. Oh. <laughs> I'm the scat pope. I'm the scat. The I'm the scat lord. It is Dear the scat the lord. Please God. give me a silky smooth Stop BM. It. Stop <laughs> it right now. <laughs> I will help your gastrointestinal process. I'm here for that. Show me what you got. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you to our trusted turd triad. <laughs> Speaking uh, of turd. Don, Chris, and Pody. <laughs> Thank you to the, the Order of the Elder Turds. We appreciate all the people that help us. Jose yes. uh, Montez is actually heading in our direction. He's the head of the Jargoneers. We Jorginay. wish him good luck on his journey and his family doing soon. those things. Yeah, there's so many people that I want to thank, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to thank all of them because that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, I love you guys. And, I you also know, love you guys. Thanks yeah. for, no, it's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun to do this. Mm-hmm. It's been a crazy ride. I've done 
I think 12 podcasts this weekend yeah. or this week. I mean, yeah, you've mm-hmm. been on one. So yep. if I'm, if I'm a little weirdo today, it's like, I think maybe I talk too much and I don't know what stories I've told anymore. <laughs> Who am I? Well, I've said this off mic several times, but it, it bears saying on mic that being involved in this project ecosystem mm-hmm. community, universe 25, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Sorry, 26. Universe 60. <laughs> this is universe 69, I think. <laughs> um, it's been, uh, by a pretty large margin, one of the more fulfilling and meaningful things that I've mm-hmm. had the chance to participate in. It's and crazy. it's primarily because of all you guys that are listening. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your ass because I don't really care to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody who knows me personally is like, yeah, Shaden doesn't do This that. is no, very he's rare. Not a, <laughs> Shaden's not a smoke blower. No, he'll definitely tear you down playfully before he's <laughs> ever going <laughs> to bullshit you. But but I, I sincerely mean it when I say that uh, having all you guys in our lives and be, you, know, you guys giving us the opportunity to do it and giving me an excuse to hang out with my favorite people every week when I would otherwise come up with excuses to be too busy because I'm a cunt. It's the best. Don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt. Shaden was having a moment. No, that was perfect. That was the best way to wrap up exactly what I was saying. This is... This is this shit's awesome. So thank you guys sincerely. From it really the does feel. Of my heart. Feels like we're on a ride with a lot of people. Yeah. It like started off as like a little cart where we're like, okay, here we go. And then now <laughs> we've been jackassing. We all got into the same shopping cart and we're like, just push us down the hill. We'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. One of us has a helmet. <laughs> we can all share the helmet. It'll be fine. Pass it around. All right. Well, you guys know who we think. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Share the stuff. I never say that. There's liking and subscribing and all that stuff. You yeah. can rate it's and like review. We don't even really have to say it because you guys are so badass about like. You've already done is, it. Shit's just growing anyway. Yeah. It's it can't be stopped at this point. It's seen well. I, I feel well, like not. if I wanted to stop it, no, stop it. Like, Get out. Well, this ride, <laughs> this ride is done. This ride today, done. Over. Mm-hmm. This Finished. is the end. Thank you for 57 instead of Heinz 57. It was. We're the, we're the last three people on the ride. The park is closing. They're like, please, for the love of God, just get off. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Just a ride pod at gmail.com is how you get a hold of us. Just a ride pod just a ride at pod. gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love your, your letters. We wanted to read some today, but we'll get to that very soon. We'll do yeah. like a whole letter show. We're going to mm-hmm. save them up. You guys have to actually write better letters in because we're doing a competition. It's like a gladiatorial arena, <laughs> pitting Ooh, one letter against the another. Are you not entertained? Yeah, exactly. It's been so good though yeah mm-hmm. it's just the fact that you guys take the time mm-hmm. to think about us in that way uh it sounds like we're all kind of I, I do this with people too where i watch a show or i listen to a show and it's like i know those people they're like mm-hmm. i like them more than i like some of the people in my own family kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and it's weird to wrap my mind around the fact that there's a whole bunch of you guys listening to this where you're in our conversation you're in our lives and and you care for us like i care for those people mm-hmm. and uh and we could, I, don't you feel it? I feel it's it. It's crazy to feel. I can feel it right now. I do too. Mostly in the taint region. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye! It's just a ride. Whoa, oh, it's just a ride. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah.